0: all right are we ready yep yeah no. i'm ready i am ready i'm davy
1: <laughs> Yes. Yeah. you don't need hold, you don't need to start pause for me it's okay i understand it's
0: very if nice you, you if you wait. want to edit out the creaking sound from your microphone stand just <laughs>
1: oh no it's an earthquake <laughs>
0: oh no oh dear Oh, oh there's, no, Aubrey, there's an earthquake quick, do your intro Before everything falls back. Quick, do your intro. That'll Aubrey, stop it. That'll stop quick, the earthquake. Aubrey, I Aubrey, leave. I the, the door is right the there. The earthquake would just keep it's happening. It's your podcast. I know, but I wouldn't be here to uh, <laughs> put up with My speech it? impediment would also keep going. The earthquake would keep growing. <laughs> quick, Aubrey. Yeah, you find your character. you've got your I'm character. i Don't worry, cool. Aubrey. I'm good. <laughs> t- cool. Good. You're gonna need that. Welcome. I have to sit through like six hours of this today. Probably welcome not. listeners to Dark Tides. Shut up! <laughs> um, Start again. Welcome listeners to Dark Tides. <laughs> I wonder why I'm still here. It's a good question. We're back again. Chester's here. Mm. Chester's still here. VJ's mm. here too. Hi. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is, what else, is that it? Yeah, is there anything else we have to say? What do A, we normally do? Have you ever
1: considered Aubrey that maybe you're the problem? Yes, maybe your attitude. Yes, I have. he has, the has considered, well, considered it, I have and considered every time that if
0: I left, the problem would cease to be mine.
1: <laughs> I think it's entirely an attitude issue.
0: Yeah, I think it is. I think Aubrey um, has um, considered I think the it many time times. Of staying, <laughs> and <laughs> every the time problem. he has concluded that he is not the biggest problem with the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you can't deal with inflation that easily. The, so, no, the biggest I problem is the
0: chunks. The biggest problem is, ultimately, you, me, or both of us together.
1: Yeah. I think Aubrey has. So, a um, and this. then
0: the patrons, the patrons too. Yeah, and then Aubrey's like four The, the, the third biggest problem underneath those two things, just the psychological <laughs> warfare. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. hi, we're here. Hi. It's episode nine now. Yeah. Um Fun facts. I don't know oh, who do you play. No, you don't have to do them. Um, here's a question. That's yeah, it's not a question.
1: fact. Do you think we could do a musical episode, Doctor? No, dark t- oh. I don't.
0: I reckon I could rhyme. No. If I had um, enough time. <laughs> I don't believe that you could. I believe the he closest- just did, so. <laughs> he just did, though. <laughs> I believe the closest that we have come was reading other people's raps. raps oh, yeah. And I um, think that's as close as we Chester, need to. Chester, I think my my question to that would be why on earth would we do that? Not could we, but why? Listen, you bring back Dagon, he puts a curse on the, the
1: island, everyone has to talk in rhymes, otherwise they can't like finish their sentences. <laughs> He's shoehorning a plot device He's so tre- that Chester can do a musical episode. <laughs> He's treating him like Magic Man in Adventure Time. It's we just already, like, we always have. On, let's go to my house, come on, let's go to my house. Everybody rhymes now! I, I'm Pro-
0: not coming back. The problem is that Dagon is no longer in the archipelago. Uh, what? what?
1: Well, as the master of law, make him with the archipelago. No,
0: it's, I've literally already got where he is set up, and it's plot relevant for more important things. To satisfy your musical, musical whims, Chester, Un- I think not. Unbased, I say. What does that even mean, Chester? Huh? What does he doesn't based know. Mean? I don't know either. Nobody knows. Nobody really. Vijay, fun fair. Oh no! Hi, Just I make play. Something up. That's Alice what we do. Stern. Uh, he has sunflower in a pot in his room. Cool. That he grows just alone, yep. single sunflower. One sunflower. It's not great. It's <laughs> slowly wilting. Cool. <laughs> was, ah, what is that really necessary, Chester? Hold was, on. Is that your phone yeah. ringing through yeah, your computer? What through. just happened? It's, it's
1: it's the the. Was it that FaceTime? It's my new favorite dealer. The <laughs> the ha <laughs> <car> dealership. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I tried to inquire about how expensive a gym membership is the other day. <laughs> they and, keep calling me. And it. they have called me once a day for an entire two weeks. I told the country. Every single day. See, you know, see, I have that. I with never the red answer. Cross. <laughs> Wait, what? How I, I used to give blood I used once. to give blood a heap. Um, not a heap. I don't know. I've done it like twelve times. they just call you up every month Aubrey. And so about every month now that I they call me, blood. but the problem is that if yeah, It's for the children already. <laughs> They keep telling me that my blood type is rare and needed, but it's not that. Yeah. It might be needed, mm. but it's not that rare. So, eh. I told the do not really want to drive an hour and a half. half to give blood because it's is the there one, one close by? Or is no, it there's a traveling one that comes to there's a traveling one that comes, sometimes. but then it's always packed. Mm-hmm. And so, if you want to do it, you got to go to the far side of Wollongong. Grinch. I oh. um, I
1: call. I told the dealership I'd call them on Monday. I told them that on Thursday, and they haven't stopped calling me. And I just left them on read each time because I'm like, no, I told you I'd call you on Monday. It's not Monday, bro. It's not
0: Monday. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've got a fun fact. Oh. My fun fact was I listened to last week's episode. Oh. Wow. Actually, so did I. Oh. So did uh-huh. I. I and listened you know what to I it, noticed? guys. I did it. I noticed a thing that Chester has been getting away with for months. Yeah. Which is that Chester... That he never new, rolls I, for uh, things? Or that yes. he makes he his own plot points? quote, rolls for things before he has either expressed that he wants to do it. Ah. Uh, or, so it I just mean, keeps happening. When it's Chester hopscotch, keeps... I don't know if that really yeah. matters. <laughs> I don't like the precedent that it sets. <laughs> okay, So from enough. now on, if I haven't asked you to roll for it, I'm not including the rolls. It cool. doesn't matter what they are, Chester. I like it. Okay, I just won't do so, things then.
1: Because this is the thing. No more funny things for us Chester... to do <laughs> off screen, I <laughs> suppose. Oh,
0: no, you've made him soul corporate. Yeah, no. Because here's the thing, Chester... <laughs> Rolls for things that you don't ask him to do and then just assumes that that is now law in the world. BJ does things without rolling for them. So you both are at opposite ends of the yeah. spectrum of yeah. undermining my authority. You're welcome.
1: Well, I'm You're going welcome. To, to roll to see if I <laughs> oh, take no. in this uh, this information. Three, no.
0: Okay, we'll see I how... I shall continue as I currently am. Look, we'll just see if your character survives. Uh, it's I like okay, Ernest uh, would I like to Onus roll to will do die this. On this. hill. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine <laughs> with me. Jester will go to roll for something like really insignificant. Like, oh, can I, can I pick up that pen without anyone noticing? There's like, oh, Ernest dies. He's just dead. That's a shame. <laughs> just has a haircut. His just head, to pick head up falls up his off dice
1: without me giving him approval to pick up the dice. Exactly.
0: Yes. <laughs> Deej is done. <laughs> now BJ will play Ernest. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Maybe. That, maybe that's it. No, Ernest doesn't, doesn't die. die he just canonically dies. <laughs> <laughs> Chester's dead. We. But just... you're still going to sit here in the recording room every right. day. <laughs> here. Here is a question. At the risk of continuing this, you'll become a recording dog in the that corner, is just delaying actually recording an episode. If uh, hypothetically, if you died, mm. it, both of you, yeah. who would you cast to replace you playing your character? Elon Musk. No, I'm not doing that. Um, I'm not dealing with Joe him. Pesci. You want Joe Pesci to play Ernest Marsh? Yes. Al Pacino. What? You're just naming. Pe- I I meant like real people. Oh, real people. I would get. i probably. They get, are no, real people. I'd, I'd Probably get Micah no, I mean, to do it. You have Micah to play. Ern- yeah, I'll Alistair. put that in my will. Okay. I I reckon Micah could play Alistair. If I die, um, give my blood to charity. And let. Why? What was it, What's charity gonna do with your blood? No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> not not that charity. Red Cross, yeah. Um, <laughs> She's making a collection. Could I get one of those chat
1: AI voices of Joe Biden to do mine? <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I reckon
0: that could I count. Know. I reckon that work. He needs the publicity. So the podcast is now going to be Aubrey Lydon, Mike O'Reilly, and Joe Biden. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like Hello, a- welcome to Dark Tides. My name is Joe Biden. <laughs> like when Bruce Springsteen and Obama made their podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Never listened to that. Cool, Joe. If you're out here, if you wanna, if you wanna be a guest on an episode, we'd love to have you, but we can't pay for your airfares. But so I don't know. I don't know you. anything about you, and um, yeah. But w- yeah. It, let's hang out. Let's so you gotta, grab coffee, bro. You've got to email me your character pitch beforehand, and I have yeah. to approve it. You can't just show up and expect to play whatever you've brought. Yeah, yeah. and you, you have to pay for your own travel, and, and you accommodation. can't roll. Actually, just for no. We, we've you got want. an air mattress in the recording room.
1: Also, uh, my other backup would then just to be Chad, the um the drummer for Red Hot Chili Peppers. He doesn't really do much. I reckon. I reckon. <coughs> Chad. Yeah, his name's
0: Chad. He doesn't really do something. much. Well, I'm thinking when, of like Dave. Were the Chili Peppers touring in yeah, Australia like, like two that, weeks yeah, ago? They're here. <laughs> they're true. True. <laughs> they didn't very show up. Diet. All right. All right. Um, on the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Ernest was very cranky. Yep, we picked some snow peas. You picked some snow peas. Uh, cool. Let's jump right, right into fairies it. Fairies <laughs> exist. Yes, that was a big plot point. Which you know, and, not and gnomes exist. My daughter t- tortures them. So no, she doesn't. She was, she was she was very does. clear that that is not what major. happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, not I'm slowly daughter. slipping into <laughs> Alistair. <laughs> yes, my, my state house that I own. <laughs> um. My you decided bags. that you were going to split into teams of two mm. and that you were going to go head well, out after no, that's Marv. Right. I forgot about that yeah and in the meantime you had sent a message to try and organise Sherman to come and uh go and find Edgar uh up, I no I think we said we were going to go get Marv and then we were going to go find Sherman that's we've already literally wanted sell out to Sherman. Yes, and then we were going to. Is that is that what what you you, said? Yes. What did you think I said? I thought you said that in the meantime we were. I don't know. Ignore me. Let's. Yay, Doctor. I (laughs) thought you listened to the episode, BK. I I did. I did listen. (laughs) I just didn't listen to what Aubrey just said. (laughs) Hmm.
1: All right. Ten minutes in. Let's get into this podcast.
0: (gasps) Yeah, Mister Pop. Open this episode of Dark Tides with a montage. Um, What's the montage? What do you... Okay. I want a fast-paced, gearing-up montage, and I want it at actual speed. So no umming and ahhing. Chest to start. Ernest spit-shining his shoes. Mid-shot, zooming in on Alistair making a cup of tea. Ernest with with spit-shining his hair. <laughs> Alistair accidentally spilling the tea on his bad hand.
1: Ow! Ernest giving himself rope burn while he's trying to put on his his lantern. Alistair getting
0: out one of those wet, dry vacuums and cleaning the carpet that he spilled the tea on. Ernest doing gymnastics. Huck Remember coming in up? and yelling at everyone and telling us to get ready. <laughs> I feel I like... Know, that's it. No, no. I feel like what We're have not still been... going? we got more! You Let's can, go! You can keep going, but um, I just really feel like I like the whole idea of Ernest doing, like, a genuine gear up and Alistair doing house chores. Yeah. <laughs> Ernest washing more mud off his hands, wondering where it's come from. Cut Nancy and Bernie standing on the opposite sides of the garden, looking away from each other. Moodily. Ernest spinning the empty, like, uh, barrel of his um, pistol and putting it in his pocket. Alistair taking off his jacket, taking off his black jumper, putting on an identical clean black jumper, and then putting (laughs) his jacket back on. (laughs) Are you alright? Yeah, the Dark Tides company isn't doing so well, the chair's <laughs> just broke. Chester's chair just tried to Which kill him. Which is my chair. Oh. <gasps> Wait! The bullet was meant for Aubrey. Someone in this room sabotaged Aubrey's chair Do to kill him. him my really chair, you my chair, Chester. No. Is it one of the little pushing, like, it, lean He it doesn't or. go
1: fully forward to them anymore. <laughs> okay.
0: Chester nearly dies Alright guys The Critical Roll company Ain't doing so good <laughs> Please donate I was watching a stream can. This morning Donate your blood support. To Critical Role I got they quite bored it. Um, Ernest fills up His water bottle Alist uh, Relaces his shoes They were laced fine But he goes for A slightly different pattern uh, Ernest puts an extra battery in his flashlight. Alistair sits on a bench outside, dramatically lit behind from behind by the sun, polishing his knife. Uh, Ernest... Fuck. Uh,
1: <laughs> Ernest has a granola bar. I think we're running out of ideas. No, Alist- I think, you, I think <laughs> you need
0: to push through All and right. keep okay. going. Um, uh, Alistair and Puck... Stand looking thoughtful as they discuss w- which horses they're gonna bring. Ed like, was like, I want that one. No, but that one's a nicer color. Oh, no, squats. <laughs> Alistair also squats. <laughs> she, who goes lower? <laughs> roll. Wait, are we allowed to roll for that, Aubrey? Yes, Aubrey, are we allowed to roll for squats? Yes, you can roll for that, but um... no bonuses. If you roll really low, you're gonna do damage. What'd you get? Nine. Alistair takes one damage. <laughs> I rolled a one. There we go. <laughs> you a click? All right, we cut from... Don't go back up. <laughs> squats. Alistair squats when his foot like slides into a puddle and he just falls over. All right, we Lans cut. Lands on a rock. We cut from this Hold on, i got I to note that down on my character sheet. <laughs> Is that enough for you? Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> <All right. laughs> I think that was so much. You told us to push through. I mean... I did, but I guess I hoped that... Um, you <laughs> you know, hoped it would be good. I <laughs> hoped it would be good. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Editing Chest will find something in there to use. Put Beep some boop synth boop 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 in boop the background. Um, all right. Yes. We cut from this montage to uh, the fog surrounding the town of Port Staples, the now well and truly abandoned town. The undergrowth here has encroached upon the roads and paths and houses. There is very little that has not begun to be reclaimed by nature. The fog here is thick, thicker than usual, certainly thicker than it is in Ravenholm, further up the mountain. There is the gentle clip. Clop, clip, clop of horses' hooves, and emerging through the fog come four horses. In the forefront are Ernest Marsh and Alistair Stern. Now it is raining lightly on you four. Uh, you have hoods up or hats on in some cases. Alistair is gently sipping from a straw that is stuck into a Coke can. An old coke can, filled with water. You ever seen Moneyball? Uh, yeah. yeah. Brad Pitt does a lot of eating in that movie. I thought that was Chris yeah. Pratt. No, Brad Pitt. Easy mistake. I haven't seen it, so I've just seen the case. Uh, Chris Pratt is in it. But he doesn't do any eating that I remember. Uh, that's yeah, They couldn't pay him for that. No, but he did have a very bad soul patch.
1: That's a shame. Is soul patch when you got like a bit missing on the
0: top? No, Chester, that's the beard that's just the goatee. I thought we were talking about this in character. Uh, yes, this <laughs> is me, Puck. So why did <laughs> Puck refer to Ernest as Chester? Who? Huh? <laughs> what? My name's Ernest. Nancy, have you seen Moneyball? <laughs> hmm? Um, that's a good question. No. I miss movies. Yeah, I don't. I only let the Wendigos watch them on Sundays.
1: So we don't get them through much, but they always want to watch Moneyball. I don't know why.
0: Okay. Mm. Right. So you know how we talked about keeping momentum going on the trip since we're, you know, mm -hmm, getting places. We spent most of the last uh, quote-unquote episode of our lives talking. Alistair empties the water out of the Coke can and puts it in one of the saddlebags. It's like, all right. Approaching our splitting off points so yeah you rain in a little bit here as you can now see emerging out of the fog there are half a dozen houses and you realize that you're not far from the main street here and that this is probably the limit of where you can go before you're in danger from the very weird infested you have come you have deduced in the years since abandoning the town, that the increasing weirdness in the main street uh, comes from Dagon's shop, and Dagon no longer being there to rein it in. Alright, so, just a little brief briefing, I guess. Uh, Just a reminder, the town is extra extra dangerous. The radio station was a little bit out of the way. Uh, This is very different, so absolutely no excuses in no circumstances whatsoever does anybody go into the town are we all clear on that we shouldn't have any reason to we don't need to go into the town but just a reminder nobody goes to the town uh i don't know how much of it has to do with dagon's shop being a hotspot, and how much of it just has to do with the fact that there was lots of leftover food and places for things to hide in buildings and cars and things but we know that this is more or less the most dangerous place on the island. So we skirt around the edges, keep your eyes open, keep your ears open, be very careful. Um, Any questions before we move on? Nope. That's Nancy. Mm -hmm. Can't think of anything. All right. I remember living in a town, a real town. Yeah, just about. Okay, so. I miss guns. Don't we all? That work. Oh, all right. Our guns work. Sort of. We're not allowed to use them, but they work. It's not that we're not allowed to use them, it's Alistair. that we've run out of gunpowder. Alistair pats the, the holster on his side, and he's like, it works. for comfort. Alrighty, um... Alright, Nancy, so. you're with me. Puck, you look after Ernest. Ernest, uh-huh. look after my wife. Uh uh-huh. Um... Mm-hmm. um Meet back in three hours, right here. Shouldn't take that long, but we all know this can be a bit unpredictable. So. I will remind you all, we still have radio communications, but keep them to a minimum for conserving power. Right. Come on, Ernest. Emergencies and vital information only. Got it. Can I roll for something, Aubrey? Uh,
1: what is it that would you like? Ernest uh, so would like to roll to see if he can spy his um, old apartment.
0: Sure, roll for in it. Here. Oh my goodness, is that a plane outside? One. One. With a one. No, not from here, but i tell you what you do see. A branch hits you in the eye. <laughs> oh, whoops. At the very, very edge of where the fog obliterates, being able to see anything you can see. The silhouette of a person standing close to one of the buildings. Uh, Alistair, for me as well. Oh no, is this um, intelligence? Really? Yeah, I think seeing things is smart. Uh, it's a ten. Uh, Ernest is kind of just slightly. Oh, I guess mine's a five then. If we're doing it with yeah. intelligence, that's fine. Ernest is staring slightly, mouth open, like off into the distance, mm. and you kind of follow his eyes, and you see this figure too. And then you see multiple. And they're standing stock still, just dotted all around the very edge of where the fog obscures everything. Are they on the road? They're inside the town. Okay. Do we have to go past them? No. They're just watching. Whatever this is or appears to be is just watching. Uh, Can I do a... Like a... I don't know what we call it. Like a a paranormal knowledge. I think I've got that. An arcana. An arcana. Um, well, I'm going to use Paranormal Knowledge, my special skill, because I don't yes, have any pluses sure. to arcane. Which I think is a plus two. Yep. 13. With a 13, you're looking at it, there's... Uh, actually, roll, a, roll a d6 for me. Yep. One. There's only one that you can see clearly enough. Yep. But the, the stock still nature of it, the... Unmoving shadow that this looks to be, you have a weird gut feeling. And you kind of you give yourself a second. You take a deep breath, you just focus on what that feeling is, you're going, what is where's that from? And your mind flashes back to tier headquarters and the opening of lift doors and a hunger. Uh-huh. And you as you have this realization that you're all but certain. Mm, that that's a hunger. It fades into the fog. Everyone move back. Just slowly move back, and we're going to skirt around. I know what they are, and they're bad news. Puck, you remember the the thing in the lift from Tier? the heathen. If I recall, I was thought, in a basement, handcuffed. No, but at the time. what they told us afterwards. He looks at her and he's like, "The thing that killed Charlotte and Anne." Wait, that's it? Yes. I don't. They yes. are supposed to be Uncertain. near, near mythical. They're, they're not even yeah. supposed to be. They're, they're not. They're not supposed to be real. Let alone what, here. No. Ob- obviously, they are uh, real. One of them killed friends of ours. No, they're supposed to be... They're they're dark magic. They're constructs of ancient evil sorcery shit. God damn! Why is it here? I don't know. It's Just ev- everything. Everything's here. I guess. Everything's here. Everything's, Everything's here. always here. Ernest, did, you didn't happen to just bring no, an ancient no, Eldritch Evil he with you?
1: Didn't. Oh uh, yeah, but I kept it in my pocket. I might have dropped it. I mean, yeah, it wouldn't. Yeah, it
0: wasn't my aim. We've all been there. We've all been there. We've all been there. Okay, so uh, you know that thing I said about don't go into the town. Hmm. Like really, really yeah, don't no, go I into got the town now. He's looking at he's looking at Ernest mostly because oh, if he goes, because Ernest wasn't there. Look, for, I'm not going to follow. Stuff. So he's like trying to inform. him. He's like, yeah, like re- really, really don't, don't go in there. And we what? might we might need to follow this up and figure out how that got here. Yes, wonderful. Another when thing they didn't attack me and Edgar. So I wonder how long they've been there. <clears throat> Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe they're new. We didn't in case see, things are getting worse. We didn't see them. All right, Unless well... We never really came up to this end of the town last time, so maybe, I don't know. Let's just park yep. that in the too-busy file. Yeah. All right. Heading north. Heading south. Ernest, let's go. Nancy? Oh yeah, no, I was following. I'm good. It's which, fine.
1: Which one's north? Is that the is that the,
0: the base his, You see the house? Puck points at the like the just gray fog sky? You see that star? No. That's I, the north star, Ernest. We're following that one. Alistair giggles, he's like, Why he, can't I go with Nancy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because Puck. we agreed about this in the last- I episode. don't
1: like Puck!
0: You're going with Puck. I don't like I'm going you with either, Nancy Ernest. <laughs> We talked about this. Me and Puck are not going to go together. You're on Ernest?
1: You're on Puck? you an-
0: What? Ernest? She, what she's puck? like sidling, right. uh, sidling her. Shut the hell up. No, no, no. Uh, yes. Ernest? Y- yes, absolutely. By the time that this is uh, over, you're not my going to be best friends. Yes, actually, we're I am. a really no, you're not. Sh- Shut up, both of you!
1: You know, that wasn't very stealthy, think, Alistair. Thank
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, the tree's like, shh, sh- 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 like a leaf. I think I need to make a roll. Sorry. I'm in charge of this town. Ultimately, if shit goes down, it's my job. So, you two are going to go together. You're going to get along. You're going to look after each other. We're going to meet back here in three hours. I'm going to go with (laughs) Whew. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And then we are going to have a talk about your tone. Absolutely. I'm not looking forward to that. (laughs) And
1: this is like staring at you. It was like, yeah, you have fun. You have a lot of fun Alistair. Yeah, you you two man. Uh, that's nice. <laughs> yep, yep. He's gonna like go with the horse.
0: And the horse is like also staring at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the horse is, like
1: <laughs> <"What?"> <laughs> Cool.
0: All right, who do we want to follow first?
1: Uh I don't mind. Which one is the cooler event to follow?
0: Which one have you do with it? it.
1: Cool. Which one's the cool one? Who's heading where? like <laughs> I don't know which one? That's what, house, went, no, went that's what we north. just it's talked outside.
0: about. Who? What, which one? You don't. You don't know which one's north and which one's south. So just which one are you? Yeah, his his house is north because it's more inland, and then we're going south to the army base, which is like south towards the coast. All I right. assume, right? Let's follow Alistair first. Cool. Um, Alistair and Nancy, mm-hmm. you skirt around the town. You kind of keep the houses in sight so that you keep them as a landmark to help guide you. You're both very aware. Uh, you're both very conscious of the forest and things that are beginning to move. Mm-hmm. You're kind of keeping your out. There's this is now a habitat full of normal wildlife and animals as well as supernatural creatures and threats. So it's kind of everything. There's alive. a rustling here and there, and it, you know you're on guard. And then a, a rabbit, you know, skitters through a bush. Big teeth fears. No, they're not all mutated. <laughs> um, and you are heading towards the the army base south, south of town. I'm ready for that? Ah, uh, Puck's gonna kill me. She's gonna kill me. Uh huh. Um. Anyway, sorry. Um. Yeah. So, uh, we're looking for we're looking for Marv. Yep, I did get that. I feel like I was gonna say we we should keep our eyes out for tracks, but he he went away like two weeks ago, so there's not going to be anything left. So just keep our ears peeled, and hopefully when we get there, we, uh, we find him. Yeah. 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 Hopefully. What do you think the likelihood is of us finding him... Alive is uh, Alistair. I'll be honest, about fifty-fifty. Oh, that's better than I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 stubborn. So. Mhm. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Yep. I remember him being very. I think I had to actually arrest him once. Because, Only once Well it was memorable because it was I think it was a bingo night in the town hall And oh, he yeah. had won re- the meat raffle I remember the meat or raffle he yep. insisted that he had won the meat raffle And someone else had insisted that he hadn't And it turned into a real scene Um, And so I had to arrest him Because he was by far The loudest and Most belligerent person Yeah I remember that Yeah yeah, then there was that other time where he. <laughs> you remember the time where someone double parked him in in the in the harbour? They parked their boat in front of his, and he couldn't get out. That uh, was never really my. I mean, that's harbour master. Yeah, stuff. no, that. I, <laughs> yeah, I was I was like twelve at the time, but he he basically just keyed their boat. I don't even know how he did it, but he just scratched all the way around, which was. I don't know. It was annoying, um, except for the fact that it went straight through the paint, and then that boat started rusting, and there was just this line of rust that dripped down the side. It was, uh, yeah, it was not good. Good old. He days. didn't get arrested for that one, but he got into a lot of trouble. Mm. That was, yeah, that was when he started parking his boat on the other side, <laughs> on the that's yeah in the military place because he didn't like being around the other people. Yeah, can I just? check in with you Alistair sure. what's going on with you right now because you're doing a whole <sighs> fast talking you don't seem to be in a good place and I mean <laughs> she's like looking around on a mission looking for your uncle who's maybe dead life is what it is at the moment um, which is not great and I get that, I know. Uh, You also screamed at everyone. It's not actually true. I only screamed at, I didn't scream at you. I've done enough um, sensitivity training to know (laughs) (laughs) that when you scream at two people in a group of four people, you're really screaming at everyone. (laughs) Alistair is not laughing. I'm laughing, Alistair is not laughing. All I'm saying, maybe there's some unprocessed stuff going on there. Not that right now is a good time for processing any of that. Um, uh, To to quote an old police proverb, those feelings that are making you act a bit weird, uh, you've got to deal with them. But right now, you just got to crumple them up into a little ball and stuff them down deep inside so that uh, you don't explode and ruin everything. Police pro- is that what's wrong with Randy? No, that's uh that's just a thing Bernie used to Look, say. Nancy. <laughs> I I now understand why my dad doesn't like talking about his feelings. I'm beginning to understand. Yeah. Because he's a man, yes. Um, and t- repressed. Potent- potentially <laughs> a, potentially a little bit of a generalization, but I'll let it slide. I don't think you get to accuse me of sexism, Alistair. <laughs> I didn't. That wasn't an accusation. It was just. It was just a. We keep right. things light. Here. You're right. It's all right. Banter's good. We don't have to talk. No, That's no, fine. no, Nancy. I feel like. Nancy, <coughs> um, Ernest told me a story once from when he was one of his times in the desert of many times in the desert um, about these things that live there called parasites. And they have this uh, like a sport, like an Olympic Games type, th- I don't really know how it works but uh, they they throw rocks in the air, like really big rocks mm-hmm. and they, they throw them straight up in the air and then they all try and run for cover and get away from it before it lands um, and And it's like a it's like a two team sport. So one team is trying to throw rocks on the other team, and then anybody who gets squished by the boulder is out. Um, Apparently, Mm. apparently that doesn't kill them. I don't. I didn't really believe him when he said that. But apparently, you know, like they they can crawl out from under the rock. But if you know if they get squished, they they they're out. And so you go until that there's only there's no players left. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I don't know why. No, I think I see what you're saying. My Um, point is. I've been trying to get out from under the boulder Mm -hmm. for 15 years. Mm. And I got a hand free when it showed up. That's how I felt. And then an even bigger rock landed on top of me. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I'm used to lifting rocks. I'm really good at that really good at lifting my own rocks and this one's a bit too heavy and two observations and yeah. I'm going to say all right I uh, not a counsellor not a not a professional anything so I don't know if this is actually helpful um, as though we have any of those on the island look we had uh, all right never mind
1: uh
0: okay first question okay do you think it is possible that um it was a little more than 15 years do you really feel like all this bad stuff started happening to you when you came back to the island don't you think maybe it started a bit earlier than that i mean look i never had to haul you in for anything but I remember some uh, very close calls with some illegal street racing. Um, I thought I thought we would said we were going to drop that. And I have, legally speaking. <laughs> but as a friend. <laughs> but as someone that you are now sharing how you are going with, I'm just saying maybe that whole process of trying to get out from under a rock goes back a bit further. Um, and also to just demystify your whole expression. What you're saying is uh, you're feeling overwhelmed, right? Yes, and I feel like, and you're probably right, this probably goes back to before the mist happened feel like i'm okay at climbing out from under rocks i feel like i kind of um practiced at that i've had a lot of, a lot of practice at that maybe it's just i feel like there's other people under the rock with me now there's there's a whole town under the rock there's i brought puck here she could have stayed she could have stayed with tear and i brought her here and now she's she's trapped here and 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 Sky's here, and she's trapped here, and I feel like that's—I'm not saying it's my fault because I, I couldn't have known that, but I think that adds a lot to it because it's not just me trying to get from out, out from under the rock. I'm trying mm. to drag sounds, everyone else out with me. Well, it sounds very very heavy, but I wonder—and it's just me wondering. I'm just speculating here. Maybe very similar to the, uh, the sport analogy that you used. Maybe you're the one who threw the rock in the first place. Maybe it's your rock that you're trapped under, not, she kind of gestures around this. What I'm saying is maybe you're blaming yourself for things that aren't actually in your power to do anything about. Maybe you're just feeling guilty don't think i ever considered who threw the rock and it 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 may not matter but maybe no but it's not about you having to lift the rock because you know maybe it's just uh, how what's a good way to say this maybe you don't have to lift the rock maybe it's about realizing that um It's not your problem to do it on your own. And that's not a, ooh, teamwork, gotta work together. Maybe it's a, you can be a little easier on yourself. Because you seem a little highly strung. Yeah, just a bit. Puck yells at me every single day of my life, and I'm used to that. Puck Um, uh, has a lot of anger, (laughs) and that's how she copes. (laughs) I don't think I've ever... Done that before, like ever. Yeah, uh, you are probably, you know, got a lot in you that killing things does a lot for processing. But maybe there are That's maybe true. there I are more productive ways. Way. Yeah, it's just a thought. Maybe yeah, I should take up like painting mm. or improv. I was I was going to say like drawing cuz painting is scary. You could do that. I like cutting wood. I do wonder how Puck and Ernest are going. Oh, I bet they're having a grand old time. Smash cut. <laughs> So, how is being possessed by a computer?
1: It's
0: (laughs) (laughs) alright. How's being a fake uh, person who doesn't have their own real body and sharing it with a computer feel? It's alright. How's being you? That's a loaded question. I will say, though, you flipping my coffee table and breaking it is probably the most I've ever liked you. Because I have to say, Ernest, the thing that has probably bugged me the most about you. Um I'm aware that this this says a lot about me. Is that nothing has ever seemed to bother you very much? You've always been infuriatingly passive. So seeing you actually get mad about something's quite refreshing. I know not you know wanting to run off and just kill everything I see. I know I'm just so passive. Yeah. Yeah. It really it really sends this message that you don't care enough about anything in your life to actually try. So it's nice to know that you do care at least about your brother enough to have an emotion about it. Yeah, yeah. Good talk. Mm. We're here now. That's good. I lied, we're not. <sighs> um we don't have to talk okay no we don't god I forgot what it's like to spend time with someone that you don't actually have to live around it's been a long time hmm Good for you. It's good. Is it? Is it good for me? Yeah.
1: Hmm? I am pretty great. Well, that's not what we were talking about. I hate this conversation <laughs> so much. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was more what you were talking about, Chester. I feel like you might want to get a little closer to Mike, just because you. Yeah. So, you came here. Because Heath gave you a message? No. So that's just incidental? Yeah. So what was the reason? Hmm. wonder. I do. That's why I'm asking.
1: Yeah, Yeah, no, I I only ended up in England because um, everything is uh, falling apart. uh, And, yeah, tea is not really... Much of a thing now, so uh, just, you know, I needed a way to get from one side of England to the other, and I was putting a few lines of contact that just ended up me being sat in front of what remains of the board to get clearance to take a Wendigo
0: Mm, I can't imagine that they would be thrilled with that.
1: Uh, they had bigger issues because um, the agency. i sure oh, it might not be the right time.
0: So, how would it make a difference? Let me, let me just spitball this as a concept for you, Ernest. Can you imagine what it's like to spend 15 years of your life after being a globetrotting secret agent for a paranormal investigation agency to go from that with a, a career ahead of you to living on a tiny island in the middle of nowhere that continually gets smaller with... Uh, 150 country folk and then raising a family it's a pretty big difference not a lot happens in my life Ernest tell me what's going on I'm sure it's a change of pace it is it really is not no just different kinds of challenges that I am not equipped (laughs) by my training to deal with okay yeah I'll, I'll take um
1: so you know how like in in movies and stuff uh or like in you know, like uh disaster movies yeah, cut to the chase you know countries all like band together and unite as one and all mm-hmm. that that hasn't happened no of course um so tear is basically being used as a bit of a uh, scapegoat and the agency has entirely aligned its allegiance to mother and are now hunting tier operatives down and shooting them like dogs in the street so the agent what is left of tier has basically gone on the run they've lost even more of they have no influence they're just dogs running in the street by the government, they're hunted by the government
0: well I do kind of wish you hadn't told me that it wasn't the right time no it's not about the timing, it's about I we've never spent very much time together No. No. no there is really only one thing that I'm well equipped for you all thought Ernest was nice didn't you <laughs> For this episode, you're like, man Ernest is the nice it's one out nice of these right? two. Yeah. Ernest is not the nice one guys. My entire life has prepared me to be the most destructive, violent, unfeeling version of me that can exist mm-hmm. from from infancy to adulthood. That is what I have been. And that's what I am. That's what T made me. That's what happens when you give a basically extra governmental agency a six-year-old. And they raise a six-year-old. What do you think they teach the child to do? They don't teach it to be a person, they teach it to be an agent. That's kind and of so now I'm stuck like- here. On the sidelines, while everything that made me what I am burns. Then why do you like it? Like, why do you like Heath?
1: Isn't he the bastard that turned you into a monster, into a a killing machine? Yes, he is.
0: That is very much what Heath is. But Heath is still the closest thing that I have to family. Now, I could say, oh, you still love your brother, that... Man-eating, soulless demon.
1: Not entirely soulless. It was replaced by a curse. You Use something. Yes. But yes, I get the picture. I get. I get what you're putting down.
0: All I'm saying is that family is complicated. Uh huh. And Heath didn't fare much better than me in the system that made both of us. He. I mean I don't know how much you know about his story but you know snatched as a baby from the crib by the Fae and then when he turned up back again there was no family for him and that's when Tyr got their hands on him Look, and Tyr is not evil no more than any other organisation or institution is evil they have their own goals they've got their own plans and people either fit into those boxes or they don't and both heath and i fit because we didn't have a choice now do i have a complicated relationship with those things sure absolutely do i want to see the entire thing go up in smoke no especially not when for all of its problems it was maybe the only real thing standing between us and mother
1: with this conversation. Start? I don't remember, where?
0: but I feel like we should stop talking now. No, no, no. All right, <laughs> we'll cut back, <laughs> we'll cut back cool. to to Alistair and Nancy. Um, you have arrived. You were going to the docks weren't you. Yeah, well, I I don't remember exactly how the the map works, but I kind of imagined it as this like the dock docks where Ernest arrived, and then like along the coast a bit. Oh, hello, is the down the like fence, the, yeah. the old military base. So it's like not the docks in the middle of the town, but like the next one out. Yeah, okay. Um, you, may, you have made your way now to uh, the trail that is now very, very overgrown. Um, this broken, cracked path that has led all the way up a hill to the little crest of the hill uh, towards the military base. You have come to the chain link fence and... That very, very long ago was cut open by Marv. This was even pre, pre Fog days. Um, there this is, is a the, rusting... the fence that Alistair went through. Yeah, in like, episode sixteen, I think it was. Something like it. Yeah, um, there is a rusted out hulk of a pickup truck parked there. The tires are long dead, flat. Um, there are vines growing all through it, ivy going through the bonnet. Um, but make a perception check for me. Sure, just a straight roll. Mm-hmm. One, one. Uh, there is a wide open gap, and it leads down <laughs> towards <laughs> uh, ah. uh, the concrete and the warehouses and the infrastructure of this little military port. As much as I don't want to, if I roll the one, I guess I just walk down there. So you... We'll cut into character. Yep. Alright, are we... Do we want to leave horses here? Should we take them inside the fence? Um... I want to say leave them here, but... Uh, how big is the gap, actually? Is it... It's big enough big for enough enough big through? enough to get a car through, so yeah. Yeah. I don't know, do you think they'll be safer inside the fence? Nancy's looking around. I don't know if they're going to be safer, but they're going to be closer if we need a quick escape. So I guess we go. Yeah. Go through and find somewhere to tie them up inside. Right. You meander your way down towards the, the buildings that begin to come into clearer focus as the fog pulls back mm-hmm. um, from around. These are like, like old kind of warehouse type Corrected iron. Yeah and, yeah, and they are now looking much the worse for where there's many missing panels, a lot of it is rusted out. And uh, tell me something that you notice. Okay. Um, there's, um, yeah, there's, this place has always been run down. Like, there's never been a time in Alistair's life where it looked somewhat clean and put together because it was abandoned long before Alistair was even born. So, there's broken pieces of glass and metal all over the place. There's Buildings are like rusted out. Probably even more so because mm-hmm. the mist would have just constantly kept everything damp. Yeah. Um, so everything's rusted out. The uh, there's a uh, on the left hand side. There's a small boat ramp mm-hmm. that goes down into the ocean, which is not it's not like the big one that they use to launch the ships they built, but it's like a smaller supply vessel. Um, and Alistair notices that the tide, which he knows should be out right now, um, is almost up to. It's maybe a couple of feet below the edge of the the mm-hmm. concrete dock. And then, as he looks around, he notices some um, seaweed, and he notices sand and shells and things on the concrete, like dock area in front of the warehouses that he that they're walking on. And he also notices that he actually thinks he remembers there being more debris here than there was, than there is now. Mm. So he's just thinking maybe that means that the tide has come up so far that actually at high tide, this whole area is underwater. And that's never... Never been the case before. Never the case. It's like, it's higher than where high tide used to be now. And Mm -hmm. this is the tide's out. Okay. Uh, Chester, why don't you give me a piece of world building about this location? Hmm. How big is it? My imagination was it
1: was like a a dock area which was like undercover by like a concrete roof that was kind of like half built into a bit of a cliff and ah. like ran it like ran um, like some operations into it and had some like offices built into like sides of the cliff with like glass windows that looked out over it. It was almost like somewhere between a hangar bay for planes because I was imagining like the um, split film was built in this space, so it was big enough for
0: that. And I was then dropped in. I was kind of imagining. The the area we're walking... Hang on, let me let me draw this for you guys, you boys. Not you people listening at home. You, you, you get, get that. Get stuffed. Freaking dude. Um, so I was imagining like this area is like a concrete wharf dock thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a boat ramp here. And then these are just just like sitting on like flat ground, just like old warehouse buildings. And then over here is like a bigger entrance. And maybe that goes into like an underground cave area. Mm. Um, which is like that's the main area the Split Film was built. And then, yeah, maybe there's like offices up here. So I'm imagining we're kind of walking along here right now and then maybe it goes further in, Right. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um,
1: uh, as you make your way in, uh, you see uh, a small area off to the side um, of, of dirt and... There's long grass growing up out of it, and you see uh, what looks like a small sign that's fallen over. And as you pass by, you see scratched into the wood quite a long time ago,
0: says number 12. Mm. Okay. That's good. That's really good. All right. Um, Alistair, you and Nancy are standing on this sort of first area of flattened concrete. You're what you've kind of investigating all of this debris from the ocean. Uh, what do you want to do? Well, like the, probably the first thing I would do is look at the just the metal buildings that are on this part of the dock because um, they're pretty much just open to the air. And usually whenever Marv came down, that's where he'd store his stuff. Mm-hmm. So Alistair walks just along the sort of concrete pier area looking in um, and I assume I don't really see anything. There's no traces of Marv there, is there? Make a perception check for me. Also, these buildings are a lot more broken down than they used to be when he was mm-hmm. actually storing stuff here. Uh, three. Um, okay, we're gonna roll for Nancy. With a three, you are looking, you kind of cast your eyes around, there's nothing that's kind of catching your eyes. You're going, okay, we might just move further in and keep scanning, and then you see that, um, while there is nothing in this particular hangar. Mm-hmm there is a smaller one further off standing separate and you can see the prow of a boat poking out of the front of that particular hangar. Alistair sees this. Yep. What you do not see that Nancy with an act 12 does see is that something within the wreckage of this particular um, Mm -hmm. hangar that you're in moves through the shadows and she spins around mm-hmm. and she draws the um, the hatchet that she carries and she yells a warning to you as something launches itself at your throat. Ooh, great, okay. Um, well, I guess I don't have time to draw a weapon or anything. Um, make, all right, I'll, I'll make an attack roll. Is it like an opposed speed because I got the warning or something? Yeah, let's make an opposed speed. I'll yep. keep the roll that I've got. I'll add physical. Uh, it's only a five with the nat one. So um, this is only actually. Let me check. Oh no, Chester Ellis just gonna die again. oh no. We, oh, okay. no. Uh, it rolled a two, but it has three, so it gets a five as well. Ah, it. Um, you do not know. You just see a flash of movement and something heavy hurl itself at you, mm-hmm. and you are knocked to the ground. And you are grappling with something that seems. Um, feline in its build. It's this kind of uh, corded muscle. It's got claws. It's scratching at you. And you can uh, feel this hot, stinking breath in your face as something uh, is like snapping at your neck. Nara? What are you going to do? I'm going to stab it. Alright, make a attack roll. Uh, Let me just double check I'm doing this right. Uh, mm mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. Yes, plus three on close quarters. Except that my combat is four, so I don't, I don't know how that works. Um, but that's an eight to hit. Okay, uh, an eight will hit, yeah. Cool. Uh, damage? Sure. Four damage. Not four much. Damage. You slash out at this thing and you hear this whining growl as it leaps off of you mm-hmm. uh, and spins kind of to pounce again as you kind of roll up onto your... into like a crouched position with a knife in front of you. It didn't do any damage to me, did it? No, it didn't get a chance. Yeah, um, It kind of... Some superficial scratches and cuts. Yeah, And what you see before you is something like a big cat. Okay. Uh, it's about as long as you are tall with corded muscle, very lean and wiry, but its coat is uh, strange. It's almost not animal. It's almost plant-like. Instead of fur, it seems like um, thick layers of leaves, almost like scales kind of layered over each other. Yep. Um, As it uh opens its toothy mouth and roars at you uh this sort of ruff around its neck its mane stands like up a lizard on end, like a like a lizard that's pretty cool but you can see that uh in this case it's almost like um this yellowish different colored um plant matter that kind of uh, flicks out and almost cool. uh ripples Okay. Uh, and what you are looking at, you surmise, is some kind of predatory creature from the Fae. Right. So, like, it shouldn't be. Here. It absolutely should not be here. Absolutely shouldn't be here. Okay. Uh, it's also got a long tail. It's thrashing. All right. Um, as it is going to wind up and pounce. again. Yeah. Um, Alice is going to... when uh, After it kind of jumps off and, and goes to do this, um, he slides his knife along the ground so it's kind of goes I guess actually maybe I'll roll for it to like try and get it between his paws basically 11 Mm -hmm. uh, plus whatever so that's probably success. so he's kind of going to feign like a like he's getting ready to tackle so he's like facing off against it Um, he's like all All alright you want to do this let's do this it's like partly to try and psych it out, but also he wants it to jump so he can yep. disappear. Um, does it? Is there any kind of uh, communication that I can understand from it, or is it just a roaring creature? You're not sure. Yep. you could if you made a. a um, what was this a skill you used earlier? like the supernatural? paranormal knowledge paranormal knowledge if you made a paranormal knowledge check you could probably probably wouldn't do that when it's about to leap at me Uh, as Nancy is like readying the hatchet in her hand as well yeah Um, Alistair's gonna like divert his eyes to the knife just so that she has a general idea of what he's about to do Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah he just like lowers his body weight and gets ready to receive it pouncing at him Right. It. You can see this tiny little tail as its muscles tighten and then it launches. Really well.
1: Chester here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We're not quite done yet. It's got still a little bit more life left in it. But I just wanted to thank you so much for coming along. And I would just like to thank our amazing patrons that bring this product to you. We don't take uh, sponsorships or Gillette ads or Manscaped ads or... um, I... big turkey business uh, we don't accept those types of things we are entirely paid for and supported by our fans over at patreon.com/ darktides. and these are some of our fans I've been told that I um, I mispronunciate most people's names and as an act of defiance rather than learning people's names I'm going to intentionally mispronounce them even more. so let's get into it. Thank you Shannan Curie thank you bear bumble. Bear Bimble, thank you, Tombi, thank you, Shar, thank you, U18, thank you, Kwama, thank you, Mibdemvmsa, thank you, Kida the Bear Fout, thank you, Sarah Aspak, thank you, Kaniz. thank you, Suz. thank you, Brittany, thank you, Marigan, thank you, Jacob Shahal, thank you, Matthew. Ki Ton, thank you, Adriana. Thank you, Kiani. Thank you, Jumanji Fish. Thank you, Dimitre Ognibin. Thank you, Hen We Thank you, Sul Kang. Thank you Jacob Dorn. Thank you Tigger Eyes. I'm I'm regretting this now. Thank you, Be, thank you, Divcon789. Thank you, Charity. Thank you, Travis. Thank you, Ruben Albritton. Thank you, Bali Black. Thank you, Amanda in Marica Thank you, Erin Edoms. Thank you, Ema. Thank you, Aurible Nico. Thank you, Fazuz. Thank you, Sarah M. Colman Thank you, Kevin Price, thank you, zuk thank you, Kiara Dharan, thank you, Colleen bois thank you, Stefan Warman, thank you, Nathaniel, thank you, Undercoming Arts. thank you, Number 27, thank you, Sneaky Boy, Thank you, Adi Arlin. Thank you, Ju La Ta Pang. Thank you, Diz Wood. Thank you, Red Pad. Thank you, Lex Sinorman. Thank you, David Oban Yan. Thank you, Jack So Maddox. And thank you, Spizzy Cafe these amazing people who i absolutely respect in every way and would never dare to um make fun of uh uh, these people bring the show to us and for the people who are on patreon they've got a special little treat starting this month and for everyone else you should definitely jump on over there we have a brand new series that's going to be starting to release two episodes a month over there which is a sequel series to the ever pleasant mr bates and there will be a trailer releasing on the main feed very soon so keep an eye out for that Also remember to check out Dark Tides on Twitter, TikTok, and um,
0: Tumblr. That's it. Bye. Ernest and Puck, you have wound your way down the muddy dirt track towards Marv's house. As you uh, descend through the trees, you realize, Ernest, that it is very muddy here. And there seems to be a lot of sand at the base of trees, and a lot of these trees do not look happy. Um, as you emerge from the heavier parts of the trees, what you can see is where, where previously visiting Marv, you have winded down through the bush um, to his house that's sort of in this little flatland not far from the water. You can see now that the trees around this area are dead. Uh, as it encroaches down, you notice what independently Alistair has noticed that when the water comes in, it comes in much higher and the salt water has killed these trees. And you can see Marv's house, almost surrounded by water. It's on a little bit of a a hillock in this this flat, a bit of area. These large puddles of seawater all around it. You can see the rusted out hulks of cars and fridges and washing machines that have always been there in his junkyard of a house. And you can see a curl of smoke from the chimney of this ramshackle little cottage and a light at the window. Puck scratches her head. Well, if it's not him, it's still someone. It's which... another hermit crab. <laughs> All right, how do you want to handle this? Do we just go knock on the door? Do we surround the house? Call them out. um, pats on the lantern. I'll send a mimic in. You go through the back door. All right, let's do that then. She slips down from the horse and ties it to a branch um, and begins. She kind of gets low and disappears into the undergrowth as she starts uh, taking a long way around. To get to the back yeah. of the house,
1: Ernest is going to get off his horse, tied off, and he's going to make like quite a bit of noise, just splashing through the water, making his way up, whistling as he goes. And he's going to have do... to
0: open a very creaky gate that's like yeah. semi half underwater. Up, opens
1: up the creaky gate, is like walking, and it does the the kind of halo reach thing of activating the mimic Noom. as it's like from him, and he just ducks down behind a car as it keeps going, yeah. still doing the
0: like loud walking and whistling, and goes up to the door. Knock, knock. All right, you hear, a, you hear um, a crackle of fire inside and the clanging of a pot. You hear um, a muffled voice, and then a thump, thump, thump uh, of someone walking and the door is opened, and you see Marv. But not the way you had expected to see him. He looks, uh, his beard is less wild, it, is, it looks like he has been combing and trimming it. His hair is sort of slicked back. Mm. He been lifting, he has, bro? He has a, um, a tea towel mm. over one shoulder and a pot in one hand with a spoon in it. And you can see there's mac and cheese in the pot. And he's looking through uh, these sort of slightly lopsided uh, glasses, wireframe glasses at you. Hello? Hello, sir. I wanted to speak to you
1: about your car's extended warranty. He looks at the
0: yard like, "I, ah, you're not real." Okay, have a good day. He starts closing the door. Wait, wait, wait! No, Does the door s- close is- through <laughs> earnest? He
1: steps like through the door. And oh. it. Wait, no, I am. Well, I am real
0: actually. Like- no, it, that that gives us a weird feel. But I am. You know me. Yeah, all right. Can you hold this? He, like, tries to very awkwardly try and give you the handle of the hot I w- It'll fall. It'll fall. Um, okay, that's all right. He's, I'm just gonna put that here. He puts it on top of like a stack of books that are next to the door on the little not, tray table. That's not. They instantly are, <laughs> like starts to smoking. It's like, I've got a thing around here for this somewhere. The house is as 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 cluttered and messy as it has ever been, but it looks homely and organized and clean, despite the fact that it's clutter and 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 kind of. When I say mess, I mean just like so much stuff everywhere, um, but not dirty. Uh, and he pulls out, like, a rain stick. You know, the kind of thing that's got beads in it. He's like, starts shaking it, and he's like, I've found that if I do this, things like you tend to go away. Real estate people? Insurance people? Yeah, sure, any of those things. Uh, um, it's me, Ernest. Uh, the Ernest. You it doesn't me. seem to be working. He throws the Rainmaker across the room. friend o Alistair. No, uh, sorry, kid, I don't know who you are oh that's a book yeah yeah. Uh, he but... picks up the pot again uh i'm just gonna pause for a second in an france say...
1: do you know who alistair is
0: my nephew yeah how old is he how old is my nephew yeah okay i'm not gonna show my ignorance here i know i haven't been around as much as i should have but and at this point uh the back door like bursts open and puck like Rugby tackles him to the ground. <laughs> uh, Alistair is... <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the, that uh, dematerializes the other, and pushes open the front door and walks in. It's like, okay, I think it's more uh, time stuff. He... Um,
0: I think this is like 30 years ago, Marv, or something like that. Marv is like, semi face down into the rug, he's like... Um, how old's Alistair? Do you want to stay for dinner? Yes. Uh we smash cut back to the aforementioned Alistair. Alright, Alistair, this thing has leapt at you. Alright, Alistair is gone. And he is now behind it. Um uh, right. d- kneeling on the ground, clutching it like hand on his knife. Yep. Um he you know, as soon as it lunges, he swaps positions. And I would like to uh, lunge at it with my knife and mm-hmm. attack with my knife, kind of like just into the back. which uh, is a five to hit. Uh, we'll not hit. Uh, but I do get two attacks, so I'm just going to mm-hmm. go for a kick, which is a 12. Yep, that will do. A natural. Uh... Uh, four damage. Okay. Um, yes, it pounces and you you disappear. It lands very confused, and then as it, it senses you swinging for it, it spins around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you miss with the knife and collect... Uh, with the foot, you kind of like smack it in uh, the head. Yep. Um, and it winds this kind of howl uh, at you, and it's going to slash at you with its claws, okay? Yeah, and there's only a five. Uh, that's a miss. Right, at this point, Nancy is going to charge in, and with a nat 12, she uh, uses the flat head of the, the hatchet to just smash it in the ribs and kind of collects it and shoves it off and to the side. Okay. I would like to... Um, I want to pick it up and throw it in the water is what I want to do. Right. Just to see what happens. So, is that just a physical roll? I yes, guess. Sure. It's not really an attack. Yeah. Yep.
1: Have you never played Pokemon? Water doesn't work that well against plant types. We're about to find out.
0: Salt water. Mmm. Poisonous salt water. It's big water. <laughs> uh, that's a seven. Uh, okay, no, yeah, a seven lets you grab it. Uh, I grab it and chuck it. Is that another separate yeah, strength make check? Yeah, make a strength check. We'll say that you got to yeah succeed in that strength check. That push. is a 15. All right, this big cat is being knocked over and, like, slightly stunned, and as it's, like, trying to get up to its feet, you just, like, grab it from, like, the hips mm-hmm. from behind... Drag and then just fling it. Hup! Um, and it, it, it like whines and meows as it is flung through the air. So I don't throw it very far because we're near the edge, right? You yeah. tumble, it tumbles, rolls and falls and splashes into the water and you just hear this, this disgusted sound from this thing as it tries to claw its way up. Alice just kind of smiles like, all cats hate water. It, it turns around on the, like, the other side of this, um, what, this the slope? The launching? Yeah, I guess it. Slope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it kind of climbs up the other side of it from you. It turns around and like opens its full mouth, showing you its teeth and hisses. Get out of here! And then it like yeah, it, it ruffles itself and it um, disappears off into the undergrowth. And right. then you you kind of hands on hips, feeling pretty good <laughs> about yourself. And then you hear uh, Nancy from behind you. Like, Alistair, uh, we yeah? have a problem. What? And you spin around and you see. Are there more? Marv. And this isn't Marv as you've never seen him. This is Marv with a lot less hair. This is Marv with um, deep, dark kind of bags under his eyes, Mm -hmm. Uh, patches missing from his beard. He looks wild and dishevelled. His clothes are largely uh, torn and misfitting, and some of them are not even on the right way. And he has uh, a hand on Nancy's shoulder, and in the other hand, he has a fishing harpoon that is pressed into the back of her neck. Knew it. Marv? Hello, Alistair. You better explain what you're doing here if you don't want me to hurt her. All right. Uh, He, like, hands up, kicks his knife a little further away from him, like, takes his gun out by the handle. Pops that down on the ground. Hands up. Alright. I came to find you. I came to find you because Sky thinks that with your help she can improve the defences of Ravenho. So, actually I'm not really here for myself. I'm here for Sky, Because she wanted to find you. Marv... Uh, shoves Nancy forwards towards you and takes a step back and mm-hmm. levels the harpoon gun at you. <laughs> Alistair's mind is like, all right, it's slight improvement. <laughs> not much, but it's slightly better. Boy, you picked a bad time to come looking. All right. Why? It's not a question of why, Alistair. It's of how long we've got left.
1: darkest forest it sat upon the highest of hills beaten by the harshest of winds it stood by the sea on the most glorious day it lounged sometimes it had a face of bricks other times a face of weatherboards wherever it sat it matched the others yet it always stood alone the House of Many Faces. Its large windows looked out to many views. Dotted wherever its original owner did walk, yet didn't want to sleep upon the hard earth. Thus, he erected his house over and over. And now it stands. A bastion in the dark. Long left to its own devices. Long left not to rot, but to ponder. Awaiting the next adventure. But for the first time in a great many age, the house is no longer ownerless. Out of an ajar window, a small, thin trail of blue smoke wafts. Sweet as a summer's breeze, upon all the air it touches across many lands. The house of many faces has a new owner. Welcome to Ever On, a brand new series from the creator of Feed the Machine and the ever pleasant Mr. Bates. Releasing this month on patreon.com darktides for all tiers. Set ten years after the events of Mr. Bates, following Olivia Kelly as she and Amelia Kelly begin building a monster hunting organization with Olivia's adopted daughter, Hope. A story of monsters and family, of moving forwards, out of darkness, Growing and fighting for what is most true. Starring Megan Grayling, Kate and Caleb Jones, Micah O'Reilly, BJ Ingate, Aubrey Lydon, and DM'd by Chester Lydon. Together, we move ever on.